we have a special season of the Catholic Gateway podcast coming up. We're going to be looking at some young ladies here in the Archdiocese who have decided to join religious life. We're going to hear about the results of the annual Catholic appeal. We're also going to talk to some priests here in the Archdiocese who spent a day tweeting their life. You may have seen the story in the St. Louis Review or heard about it here. Uh, Life as a priest was a big sensation, and we are going to have an episode on that coming up very soon. So we don't want you to miss any of these episodes. Make sure to subscribe through your favorite, favorite podcast app. And, and that way you'll, you'll get all this good content. And then also make sure to share it with your friends because, you know what, it might be the easiest evangelization you can do. A prayer vigil for peace, mass under the arch, and more on this Catholic Gateway Podcast weekly news update for September 25th, 2017. Hello and welcome to this Catholic Gateway Podcast news update. I'm your host, Gabe Jones. On Tuesday, September 19th in Keener Plaza downtown, Archbishop Carlson, along with other local religious clergy, called for a commitment to peace and justice in light of the events following the court decision involving former police officer Jason Stockley and the death of Anthony Lamar Smith. Several hundred people, including many clergy, turned out for the prayer service. It is in this humble spirit of peace that we gather together as one human family this afternoon to both pray and reflect. Each one of us brings a heavy heart, but also a faith-filled heart. It is in faith and because of our respective beliefs that we stand together today in solidarity. So today I believe we want to remember, we want to affirm, and we want to hope. St. Louis University kicked off bicentennial celebrations on Saturday, September 23rd, with a Mass under the Gateway Arch. Archbishop Carlson was the principal celebrant. Father Ronald Mercier, principal superior of the Jesuits of the USA Central and Southern Province, was the homilist. Today, as we gather in Thanksgiving, we stand in amazement at what this man of vision, nourished by faith, impelled by a desire to serve all people of this area, set in motion, working with God. With gratitude and awe, we celebrate this liturgy of thanksgiving to God for what began with Bishop de Borg and has been continued by women and men who have helped that not only take root, but flourish. In just a few moments, you'll hear from Lisa Johnston, who documented the Mass photographically for the St. Louis Review. The 8th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals has blocked enforcement of a lower court order over licensing abortion clinics in Missouri. This recent motion has left some question as to the expansion of abortion services in Missouri. Earlier in September, Planned Parenthood had announced that it was reinstating abortion services in Kansas City. While having already obtained a license in Kansas City, Deacon Sam Lee, a pro-life lobbyist with Campaign Life Missouri, said he did not expect that clinics in Columbia, Joplin, and Springfield, Missouri, will be receiving licenses anytime soon. Make sure to follow the St. Louis Review for ongoing coverage of this developing situation. High school nights continue throughout the Archdiocese. High school nights are intended to provide students in 6th, 7th, and 8th grades and their parents an opportunity to hear from representatives of the Catholic high schools about their programs and policies. 
The next high school night will take place at St. Dominic High School on Tuesday, September 26th, as well as another on Thursday, September 28th at St. Mary's High School. Visit archstl.org education for a complete list of upcoming events. The Archdiocese of St. Louis is hosting a Red Mass at 10 a.m. Sunday, October 1st at the Cathedral Basilica of St. Louis. The Mass will be celebrated by Archbishop Carlson. Most Reverend Daniel Flores, Bishop of the Diocese of Brownsville, Texas, will be the homilist. The Red Mass is celebrated at the opening of the judicial term in October. With roots dating back to the 13th century, the tradition was introduced in the United States in 1928 when a group of Catholic lawyers gathered in St. Andrew's Cathedral in New York City. A Red Mass was first celebrated in the Archdiocese of St. Louis in 1943. Presidents, vice presidents, members of Congress, and Supreme Court justices often attend the Red Mass in Washington, D.C. The second cohort of parish missionary disciples was commissioned last week. Parishioners from St. Cletus, St. Norbert, St. Joseph in Farmington, St. Simon, and St. Clair of Assisi in O'Fallon, Illinois, will now be sent out to better evangelize their parishes and spread the gospel in their local communities. The Office of Laity and Family Life sponsors the Parish Missionary Disciples Program, which is an intensive year-long formation in the new evangelization. Six parishes participated in the pilot year of the program. Each parish was represented by the pastor and seven parish evangelization leaders. All-day sessions were held once a month at the Regali Center. If you would like to become involved, please contact the Office of Laity and Family Life at 314-792-7170. As mentioned in previous episodes of the Catholic Gateway podcast, the inaugural Sister Antona Ebo Social Justice Conference will be taking place on Saturday, September 30th, beginning at 8 a.m. at the Cardinal Regali Center. The keynote speaker will be the Reverend Starsky Wilson, former co-chair of the Ferguson Commission, president and CEO of the Deaconess Foundation, and pastor of St. John's, the beloved community. Workshops throughout the day will be on the death penalty, voice of the poor, human trafficking, care for God's creation, and more. If you would like further details on the conference, please contact Marie Kenyon at 314-792-7062 or visit our calendar at archstl.org. Now here are the five quintessential stories from the St. Louis Review handpicked by the staff for you to share and discuss this week. You can find these stories at stlouisreview.com slash five things, that's numeral five, things, or in the paper dated September 25th, 2017. The St. Louis Review has their annual special section on jubilarians, both online and in the September 25th edition of the paper. This special section honors the priests and men and women religious who are celebrating an anniversary of religious life. This year, more than 200 jubilarians are profiled. Jennifer Brinker and Teague Phillips documented the interfaith prayer service that took place at Keener Plaza, as mentioned previously in the podcast. The story and photos are in this week's paper. Lonnie and Joyce Holloway are retired and free to enjoy life, yet what they enjoy is giving back to their faith and others. Stewardship in action is what is happening at Holy Rosary Parish in Warrenton. Lonnie and Joyce volunteer their time at the parish, organizing the spring and fall fundraising dinners, and they also check in to see what needs to be done around the parish. They do it out of the kindness of their heart, said Pastor Father John Mayo. You can see how the Holloways are giving back to others at their parish in this week's story, and they're not the only ones. Joe Kenny writes how stewardship is ringing loudly in parishes across the archdiocese. 
There is a promising future at St. Rose of Lima School in DeSoto. Pastor Father Anderson credits Principal Mike Talur with the school's increasing enrollment, which has reached 101. It was only 69 before Talur's arrival five years ago. He brings us stability and confidence, Father Anderson is quoted as saying in Dave Luking's story. With the increase in enrollment comes the need for more room, and St. Rose Hall is currently under construction. St. Rose students can look forward to a stage, kitchen, and the 40-foot by 80-foot open area at the heart of the building. A mini-gymnasium for physical education classes, sports practices, and recess, as well as parish functions. Also this week, Joe Kenny provides a follow-up on the issue of Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals, or DACA. If you would like to learn more about the issue, St. Cletus Parish is hosting a Catholic teach-in on migration from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. on Monday, October 30th. Check out Joe Kenny's story for more information or call 792-7062. That's 314-792-7062. There's a look at what is happening around the Archdiocese of St. Louis. Remember, for these stories, events, and more, visit stlouisreview.com and archstl.org. And follow the Archdiocese of St. Louis and the St. Louis Review on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Thank you for listening to the Catholic Gateway Podcast News Update for this week. Coming up, my interview with Lisa Johnston, who was at the SLU Bicentennial Mass under the Arch on the 23rd. But first, an evangelization tip of the week from Michael Horn in the Office of Laity and Family Life. Today's evangelization tip of the week is about giving your life away. Bishop Barron once wrote, Do you want to be happy? Empty your life out. Give it away. Give it away and you will find the divine life increasing in you. Our culture tells us that we are an empty vessel that can be happy if it is just filled up with enough money, possessions, honor, fame, or other things. These things don't satiate for long. Christ teaches us to give up our possessions and to follow him. In our culture today, it definitely sounds counterintuitive, but the more we give away, the more fulfilled and happy we can become. This can take the form of giving up our morning coffee and using that money that we would use to buy it for the sake of the poor, donating our excess clothes each time we go shopping, going through our closets and realizing the things that we don't need, donating our time and resources to the poor, whether it's serving meals or just donating extra money to collections at our church. Or it could take the form of spending an extra 30 minutes with our kids in quality time instead of watching that favorite TV show that we have. Evangelization is a way to do these things, giving our life away, bringing the light of Christ to others. It will bring more lasting happiness to us than anything we can buy. Lisa Johnston, welcome to the Catholic Gateway Podcast Studio and the Catholic Gateway Podcast News Update for this week. I, we usually record this on Fridays. Uh, but actually last week and this week now we're delaying until Monday and sort of accidentally sort of just been so busy. But actually this week I think it works out well because now I get to talk to you yes. about some special event that happened over the weekend on Saturday evening. Do you want to tell our listeners what you did? Surely. You know, we've all been kind of um, focusing our attentions on the demonstrations that have been going on around in, in the city. But um you know, really, that was just, that's really just like a handful of folks. I mean, you know, a couple hundred people at Target. I mean, it's a big deal, but mm-hmm. on Saturday night, we had 5,000. Actually, it was 5,500 5, wow. folks uh, down 
for the first mass underneath the gateway arch in St. Louis. Yeah, a very historic occasion. I mean, like, yeah. you would think it would have happened in the 50 years that the arch has been around, but yeah, no, uh, but we, we even checked our archives to see if it had ever happened. The only thing that we could find was that there was a, a Eucharistic procession sometime in the 90s when Regali was here that yeah, went, they walked down there. went down mm-hmm. there. But that, other than that... Other than that, I know, first Mass. I mean, yeah. goodness golly, you know, Masses go on every day um, right in front of the arch. At right, the right, right. Yeah, that's that's and, and pretty uh, much under the arch. <laughs> so let's be under, yeah, perfectly it's honest within here. the shadow of yeah. the arch. And, of course, our history, I mean, that's kind of where we began, down there on the riverfront um, mm-hmm. with Catholicism in St. Louis. But anyway, um, so it, it's, it's St. Louis University's 200th anniversary yeah. um, of, of, of education here. And, um, yeah, they had mass, and then they had food trucks, and then they had a big, giant demonstration of fireworks. And, uh, and you got to document this all photographically, and I'm sure you were thrilled to, to get that you know, those shots of people under the arch gathering and, and to get mass right by the river. I'm sure that was pretty cool to see visually, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it certainly. Um, I mean, you, you've seen crowd pictures down at the arch before, you know, during the 4th of July. Right, Gabe? Don't yeah. you have a big yeah. family? Yeah, we, we've been, <laughs> I've been down there for fireworks, yeah. Okay. And it's, it's very, it's very cool to see them over the water and on the river. Um, yeah, but this was different. I mean, to have an atmosphere of prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, right there at the, at the heart of our city was really, really pretty special. And to mark, to mark the history of, of, you know, Bishop de Berg and inviting, uh, uh, well, I guess it was later the Jesuits came, came in, but, you know, getting that, that start for what was then St. Louis Academy mm-hmm. way back in 1818. I mean, it's, it's crazy to think the roots of St. Louis University and St. Louis University High School yeah. going back to this little house in, you know, Podunk, St. Louis, Missouri, <laughs> Uh, th- it's really remarkable to see sort of what it's what it's grown into. Yeah, and, and you know what become. was really cool? Oh, uh, you know, I mean, St. Louis and Catholic education that that kind of goes hand in hand. But um, what was really neat was, I mean, you know, St. Rose Philippine Duchenne and her outreach to Native American peoples and educating uh, them. And so um, there was tribal leaders, including um, Chief Standing Bear, who came in from the Osage Nation. And they came and they got a front row seat at mass, and it was just so good to see them there and yeah. see. Them. But they have that's a they cool. have a long standing relationship with the Jesuits. That's that's very cool. Yeah, very cool. Well, so um, that obviously happened this past weekend, so it's not in the the St. Louis Review paper uh, this week. The, the paper dated September twenty fifth. It'll be in next week. Yes. Right? But it's online now? It's online now. Okay. www.stlouisreview.com. Perfect. So go check it out and find that story. Uh, anything else that, uh, that you wanted to share from, the, from, from that on Saturday? I well, mean, for just a very cool event overall, Okay, right? let me just say, there is, there is. There were many firsts that happened uh, at St. Louis University. Did you know, Gabe, that they're the Some first? Trivia. Is, this, is this trivia? This is trivia. Is this, okay. Catholic All right. trivia. The first medical school in the American West. Wow. Is that slew? Okay. The first law department in the West. And the first human heart transplant in the Midwest. Wow. All at slew. All at slew. But the most important thing perhaps ever, the first forward pass in football ever apparently happened in 1906 
here at St. Louis University. Wow. I'm Interesting. I'm not a sports person. Interesting. I wonder if we can get some controversy. Some people calling you know, me, emailing I think, me over that um, one. Related to that, I think the reason why that uh, the Billiken is the mascot for St. Louis University is because uh-huh. the football coach at the time, back in the early, I think it was 1900s, uh-huh. uh, they said – Looked like a billikin, <laughs> <laughs> which is like, if, you know, a billikin's like a little a devil character. It's like a little uh-huh. demon kind of. And so they said, I guess the football coach, I think this is the history. I could be, could be a little off on this, but I think okay. they said. This the, poor man. I know, right? <laughs> and so it became the, the billikins. Uh, that, was, that was the mascot that, that stuck. So okay. that's, that's where we it are today. No, but the guy's name wasn't William. I don't, I don't remember. Right. I don't remember. Well, that's, um, uh, yeah. William. Right. Um, <laughs> okay, know. that All was that right. was good. All right. All right, Gabe. So yeah, anyway, sure. anything else? Uh, anything else that you're working on that people should look for in the St. Louis Review? Well, I'll tell you what. In an hour from now, I am leaving the great studio you have here uh, at the Arch- uh, at the Cardinal Rally Center, and Joe Kenny and I are headed down because I can't miss the first pitch tonight down at the Cardinals. Do you know why, Gabe? Um, well, I mean, it's Cardinals-Cubs, so that's Cardinals always... Cardinals-Cubs, okay, but it's also um, the Sarah Club is having their big uh, get-together tonight. Uh-huh. I think they have like a 1,000 Sarans going to be down there at well, the game. And the Sarah Club, for anybody listening who doesn't know, is uh, a group, an organization dedicated to promoting vocations. Okay, and then newly ordained Father John Schneier will be um, tossing out the first, one of the first pitches... However, and I'll get a good picture of Father John. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Father he, John is a friend of mine. And he is going to be And he'll on probably cloud smoke nine. it. He'll I'm, probably smoke it across yeah. the plate. But wait. <laughs> this is a dream come true for him. I'm Let's sure that it is. But my, what, 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 what really tickles my fancy and gets me real excited, because if you know me, you know I have a, a big place in my heart for the Carmelites. Right. Okay. So there's two Carmelite sisters from uh, over at the Divine Heart of Jesus Carmelites over at St. Agnes Home. And those girls are going to throw out pitches, too. And I can't wait to see them. <laughs> All right. So well, we, we better cut this interview off so you can get ready and get down to the stadium. Yeah, we don't I, want can't, you to miss I can't that. miss that. That's going to be a sight to behold. Two, two sisters in, in habit, right? They'll be full habit. Oh, yeah, full habit. Tossing out the first pitch at Bush Stadium. So that'll be pretty cool. All right. Well, this was fun having you in. Uh-huh. Look for that a picture and a story in the St. Louis Review next week, as well as the um, – the Bicentennial Mass, but that mm-hmm. one's online as well. You can find right now. So all that is great coverage uh, about stuff happening in Catholic St. Louis is going to be found in the St. Louis Review because of intrepid reporters and photographers like Lisa <laughs> Johnston. So thanks for all you do. And, and Lisa, thanks, yes. for, thanks for venturing into the, the studio today. Thanks for accepting my invitation to come in and do this and, and be on the Catholic Gateway Podcast. You gave me very generous. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Lisa. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Catholic Gateway Podcast. We always welcome story tips and ideas for the podcast. Just send them to communications at archstl.org. That's communications at archstl.org. Make sure to connect with us on social media to stay up to date with what's going on here in the Archdiocese of St. Louis. You can find us on Facebook. Just search for Archdiocese of St. Louis. We're on Twitter at ArchSTL is our handle there, at ArchSTL. And we're on Instagram, at CatholicSTL. And you should follow the St. Louis Review. They're on Facebook, also Twitter and Instagram, under the handle, at St. Louis Review. That's S-T-Lewis Review.
The CAFA Gateway Podcast is a production of the Archdiocese of St. Louis. I'm your host, Gabe Jones. We hope you'll join us again next time here in the Gateway to the West, the Rome of the West, Catholic St. Louis. Thank you.